She's a professor and life coach known around the world. Give it up for Dr. Erin Bryant. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Dr. Bryant Speaks. Our show, of course, is for all those military veterans and families out there. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Dr. Bryant. I am your host. As you know, I'm a veteran with the United States Army Airborne Rangers, university professor, and your friend. Now, if you're new to listening to this broadcast, I want to say welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Keep tuning in on our show. I promise you we're going to continue to bring some of the best and brightest people and continue providing the topics that are not always good or easy to hear. We're going to dive in, do the data, get the information and share it with you. Go to my website, drbryanspeaks.com. We're actually redoing it as we speak. So I'm hoping by the end of the week, we'll have something new for you to share. Now, enough of the logistics. I want to get right into it because I have a pretty amazing guest. And I know sometimes you guys, oh, he says that all the time. No, I mean it. We just keep having these guests that are very impressive in their own way. So I want to talk about this particular person because this company, Best Connections, provides tools and building blocks to help and manage and also to help you navigate your day-to-day hurdles. Now, it sounds a little, you know, formal, but the thing is their goal is to teach individuals how to use their devices, which we use every day, to help with some of the challenges that we are all experiencing or some of us who quietly experience. So anyway, without further ado, I wanna say, introduce to you the founder and CEO of Best Incorporated. Now let her break it down as far as what it all means. Michelle, Wild, please say hello. Hi, thank you so much. I am so honored to be one of those guests that you've selected, so I can't wait. <laughs> yes, you know, it's funny you say selected because we do our due diligence either from referrals or doing the homework. We try to make sure that the right people are on there. And coincidentally, you'll meet, there's a show coming soon that we're going to talk about some of the programs out there that should not be programs. So we really do our work and our homework. And so on that note, before we get into your company, let's talk a little bit about who you are are. Um, I have to ask, a lot of times we have guests that are military or veterans, et cetera, et cetera. Are you a military? And if not, maybe you want to just kind of dive in because you've been supporting this military community. So talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm not military, uh, but my dad and my brother both served. And so I've always had a very special interest in military um, and veterans related issues. So that's, you know, I've been following this for a really long time. Uh, I'm actually a professor, a full-time professor at a community college, Coastline College in Southern California. And my entire career has actually been as an educator. So my background is in psychology. I have a degree in psychology, but my entire career from even before getting my graduate degree was working in uh, at Coastline in a special program for adults with acquired brain injury. So I'm now going on my 34th year of working with adults wow. with brain injuries within an educational environment. And so what we do at Coastline is we work on the cognitive skills, the thinking skills that often get disrupted as a result of a brain injury. So my entire career has been in that environment and 
After 9-11, um, because I had been involved with brain injury for so long, I started reading the reports and I started seeing the numbers of returning service members coming back with brain injury as a result of, you know, of their service. And so I got involved pretty early on. It was about 2003 where I started um, really trying to get the word out about brain injury. And it, it's kind of interesting because I had been doing brain injury for many, many years prior to that, and it was sort of a new concept or at least a newly discussed concept within the military. And so that's why I really wanted to be there and try and be at the forefront and help in any way I could. So, you know, as of as of 2019, we basically have over 400,000 um, veterans and military personnel that are dealing oh. with brain injury. So it's a huge number. And um, there's definitely, definitely need to, you know, to work with individuals. Uh, of that 400 and some thousand, about 345,000 are mild injuries. So it would be an individual that you might look at and not, not recognize that they had a TBI. Right. They're right. struggling inside, um, you know, and dealing with things that people can't see, and that becomes a huge issue. So brain injury is often referred to as the silent epidemic because not only in the military and in the veteran world, but also in the civilian world, uh, we have a lot of brain injuries and a lot of people deal with that on an everyday basis and um, they're not really recognized. The struggles and the challenges that they have aren't often recognized. And so that's really a part of, of what, you know, what I want to do. There's also an overlap, I think, with brain injury and post-traumatic stress. And so the, there's, it, it's known, but not always talked about that oftentimes with post-traumatic stress, there's a lot of cognitive symptoms that can be related to that. And so uh, that was another thing that got me very interested is, you know, just looking at the number of personnel coming back with post-traumatic stress and knowing that there was this cognitive piece to it that I thought maybe I could help with. And so, uh, and then finally, one last thing, sorry, but no. uh, you know, the importance <laughs> of the military family, you know, it the stress and the brain injury not only happens to the veteran or to the service member, it happens to their families, to their husbands, their wives, their children. And so really trying to look at this from a, a broader perspective is something that I've always tried to do. And I just love it. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's that's you said so many things. I want to try to capture a couple of things, but before we talk more about best and the brain education strategy technology, let's back up a second. You said something that was very intriguing. You gave us a number four hundred thousand, uh, four hundred thousand and one now with me because uh, because wow. as you said. A lot of people don't even realize they have it, and that's why I said you know thousand and one because. And later in my years, I've been out of the military a while. I just recently learned in the last year or so that I was suffering from this after taking multitudes of tests with VA. So I don't probably, you know, my the therapists and the doctors I was working with, we were we were trying to figure out how I probably came about. And I said, well, I was an airborne ranger. I've had all these jumps and I can I can remember a whole lot of boulders and rocks I've hit and hard ground up in uh, uh, Spokane, Washington, etc. And the concussion grenades. What is 
there are probably listeners out there, veterans right now, who probably are not realizing. So can you give us some ideas of how they may come about it, maybe even some symptoms, because that way our listeners could probably go, wait a minute, that sounds like me. Um, help us dive into the TBI just a little bit to help our listeners understand and help guide, give them some guidance. Sure. So brain injury can occur from lots of different things. So certainly as an airborne ranger, again, any kind of fall, any kind of hitting your head on a rock, uh, even a hard landing sometime can cause a concussion. So when we talk about concussion, when I talk about concussion, um, I'm talking about a brain injury in my mind. And, you know, I'm coming from my own personal perspective, but in my mind, a concussion is a brain injury to a certain extent. Um, yes, there's a lot of occasions where a concussion will kind of go away and the symptoms will kind of go away. And I, I've known many people that that's happened to, but there's also uh, quite a large number of people who have even a mild concussion and yet continue to have symptoms. And so what are some of those symptoms? Well, the symptoms could be sensitivity to light or to sound. Um, they could be difficulty organizing, difficulty paying attention. Um, being distracted very easily, difficulty making decisions. You know, maybe you were a great decision maker before and now you just have a hard time committing to something or you have a hard time kind of breaking it up so that you can really come to a, a conclusion that you feel comfortable with. Uh, another thing that sometimes happen, happens after brain injury is people don't always know they're making poor decisions. And this is where the family members and your buddies and stuff come into play because they may see some poor decisions being made and you're not really aware of that. And so there's all sorts of different things. Another symptom is fatigue. Um, a lot of times what people do after a brain injury is they try to push through a, a huge sort of just a, um, I can't think of the right word, but just a huge sense of fatigue. And the more you try to push through that fatigue, the more the fatigue keeps coming. And if you're fatigued, you make poor decisions and you can't organize and you can't think very clearly. So there's a lot of very common everyday things that you might not think of, but as you start thinking about them and you put them together, you begin to realize, hmm, maybe there is something here that I should have checked out or you know, I should check with the doctor about. I, I'm sorry, as a podcasting host, I should never be speechless, but I'm literally speechless at time. You took me back to one of my sessions and the day I, uh, my therapist at the time had said, Aaron, have you ever been tested for TBI? And because she having some knowledge of it, referred me over to VA to start getting my testing because some of the things that you're saying literally is related to you know myself so but all right so i'm getting my composure back <laughs> can i, I have one more thing you absolutely mind so no of course here's another thing that that's kind of interesting so uh as i mentioned i've never been in the military civilian and uh, so there was a when i first started reaching out to the military community there was this sense and i i've been told by many people in the military you know what our, our group isn't going to listen to you because you're not military, right? You don't have that background. And so you really, you know, you're going to have a really hard time building their trust and their respect and stuff. And I think the story that I wanted to share with you was around 2003, 2004, I was invited to um, an event that was back east and it was for injured military. So it was for people with post-traumatic stress, brain injury, etc. And 
I had been warned that by going to this, you know, I probably won't get anyone coming up to talk to me and that kind of thing. And it was really interesting because it was all about using technology after brain injury. So I had written a book way back then about using technology and I was there about that book. And I had people come up to me and they would ask me questions and I would just start talking to them about brain injury, kind of like you and I are doing. And it was amazing. I just had a sea full of people standing around my particular table because it was almost like they had never heard these things. You know, that it, it was kind of new information and it was an acknowledgement that what they were feeling and what they were experiencing was real. And I think that that was really sort of when I made my first connection and I knew that if I was just authentic and if I was real, that it really didn't matter at that point that I was not military. It really mattered that I just cared. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I don't want to plug my other shows, but that relationship with veterans, with non-military is typically a process. But I think because you, you, you said it dead on was you listened, you provided something that was related to them and you gained their trust. And after that, it's, it's just easy selling as long as you maintain that, that level of being genuine. I hope you have been enjoying the show. Well, do not go anywhere just yet. We have a continuing episode with Dr. Bryant Speaks. 